0: Today's episode of the City Smag Podcast on the City Smag Podcast Network is brought to you by Morton. They have been our presenting sponsor for several months now, and they continue to reinvent sports fuel, and they continue to win. They extended their winning streak at the World Marathon majors in Boston and in London, so they've had a winner at every single major since September 2016. This time around... It was Des Linden in Boston. A little surprise there. She was drinking Morton along the way to becoming the first American woman to win Boston in a long time. Elliot Kipchoge won his third London Marathon title and he was drinking Morton. He's been drinking it for a couple years now. It's been working wonders. I was drinking it in my race, which didn't go as well Uh, in London. It was really hot. But the first 17 miles, I felt great. And actually, that's where I had two Morton bottles along the way. Side story, you can read it on SidiousMag.com, I have a whole race reflection there, but I actually ended up snagging one of Gurmay Geber-Selassie, the 2015 world uh, world champion in the marathon. He left one of his bottles along the way because I had missed one, snagged it off the course. It had the perfect mix of Morton that I take. It, w- it, was, it was working, and so... Uh, I didn't keep the bottle, that's actually a little regret, but anyways, Morton is available to the elites, it's, a, it's also available to you. It, the drink comes in a 160 and 320 mix, the 320 version which I take on long runs is intended to be mixed with 17 ounces of water and has an astounding 78 grams of carbs to each bag, it works wonders, it doesn't leave you depleted of carbs. You don't have any stomach issues, and it's got a very simple taste that you can handle on the go. So I suggest you try it today. Visit Morton.com, that's M-A-U-R-T-E-N, hit the shop, and Sidious Mag listeners get a nice discount. If you use promo code Sidious20, that's C-I-T-I-U-S-20, you get 20% off your order. So check it out. It's Morton.com, working for the pros. It worked for me in most of my marathons. Uh, Try it today. My guest for today's show is Noah Lyles. He is a U.S. sprinter, and he is probably one of America's brightest track stars for the future. As a 19-year-old, he won his Diamond League debut in Shanghai in 1990 for the 200 meters. And just the year before, he was fourth at the U.S. Olympic trials and ran a U.S. high school record of 20.09. He's just getting started And uh, I was able to catch up with him in Boston, where he was in town promoting the Boston Boost Games, which is actually a really fun meet that I've gone to uh, in the past. And I think I'll probably be there later this summer as well. Uh, He'll be running the 150 there. Could possibly chase Tyson Gay's American or world record. Have to look that one up. Uh, But yeah, no Lyle's I th- I, I, this was a really laid-back interview, didn't really prep any questions. I just relied on the fact I used to be a sprinter back in the day. He's really funny. He's a character. Um, so I figured you get, this is a little bit of a change of pace where this, I, I understand most of the listeners to the show are distance runners. But here's another sprinter. I think this is, uh, he's got a lot of character. He's a name to remember for the future. So you'll get a kick out of this one. So uh, let's start the show. joined by Noah Lyles. Noah, so you're in Boston right now. This is before the Boston Marathon. You're taking in a lot of the festivities. I guess what, first off, what's your first impression when you see all these people committing to run a 26-mile race as a sprinter? Like, what do you think of the marathon? I think it's crazy. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I think it's completely crazy. And every time I think about it, I always think, so how many miles are you running? Yeah. And <laughs> and what was the temperature? No. In, in the wintertime? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pass on that one. But you guys, you guys, you guys do that thing. They enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: do you? We were trying to think this through. But me and uh, Kyle were uh, sitting around at lunch. I sometimes on a bad week, and I've started running some distance. I used to be a high school sprinter. Uh, okay. On a on a weekday, like if it's a rough week, I'll maybe touch like 30 miles, 20 miles, 25 miles. What's have you added up? What's your mileage, I guess? Because a marathon's 26 miles, you don't touch 26 in a week, right?
1: No, <laughs> I might touch a mile in a day. <laughs> so, uh, let's see, take two laps for warm up, and then if you're doing the workout. We'll probably do two two fifties, so that'll equal another. So that's what three laps. Yeah, yeah. And then we will do some one fifties, but that doesn't that still doesn't even equal 11. another lap. <laughs> we might do three 50, three fifties three, three, three or three one fifties, so we might touch a mile <laughs> each practice, We're like barely hitting a mile each practice. So now we, I guess. To round it out, we
0: the most we'll no, get to is about close. five miles a week. That's wild. You've never tried to run a mile all out on the track?
1: No. I think that's ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the thought of me running a 400 all out is another <laughs> ludicrous idea. I was just telling my coach, I just ran a 4x4 four four at Florida Relays uh, three, four weeks ago. And so, and so you know you punched in your only 400 card, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> For the year. How did that feel, though, like the four? I was actually strangely in, uh, shocked. On how well I felt. Yeah. So, and I think my coach, that was my first time my coach has actually seen me run the four by four. And he I remember he was talking to my mom. He was like, I was talking to your mom. I was like, we're going to see if you can handle the four by four. And I was like, You doubt my abilities? <laughs> 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 ah, I am hurt yet excited to prove you wrong right. for once.
0: <laughs> As a pro, is it been fun, I guess, to just know that okay, I'm gonna focus on, you know, the two, I'll dip, you know, into to the one and stuff. And so, um, as as opposed to being an all star, just high school star where they need you for points and everything. So you're gonna have to run that four by four. You're gonna have to run the you know, the four by yeah. one. It's been much more relaxed, right?
1: Yeah, it's way more relaxed. I I miss it a little bit because I will go to a meet and my coach will be like, All right, you're gonna run hundred. All right, and what? yeah no just 100 just 100 come on <laughs> put me in a two. put me in a relay yeah and it was like well you can run the four you know what the one sounds great
0: <laughs> it's 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 incredible to think like oh my job is to run for 10 seconds today that's it yeah that 10 seconds at most is what you're hoping for
1: yeah <laughs> yeah at most like you'll be warming up the whole day you just drove so we just had him track meet on friday so I drove an hour and a half to two hours to get to the University of Florida. I was there from 11. I, for two hours, I laid around and did nothing. Yeah. Then warmed up for an hour, all to run one race. pr ran a f- fantastic time, wind aided time of 9.86. I was super excited and happy. A little disappointed because it was wind aided, but I'll get another chance to put that legal. But right after that, I went home. Yeah. And I was dead for the rest of the day.
0: <laughs> it's, it makes me think of, like, when they say, oh, you know, a baseball player makes X amount of money and he's making this amount of money per, like, pitches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you did the math, it's like, I'm making X amount of money to run nine seconds. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> I
1: love it every day. I still wake up and I'm like, I, I think I'm running Yeah, for fun <laughs> and getting paid for it. Gosh, my life is awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so we're we're in Boston right now. This isn't your cup of tea. The marathon's like your cup of tea. But Uh-oh. we're going to come back in a couple months for the boost games. What's, yes. what's going to be the focus there?
1: So the focus there is going to be the 150, which is actually not usually run right. at a lot of track meets. But since this is going to be a straightaway 200, they add a lot of meets. So I've been told that the 200 hurdles is going to be in there. That's wild. I've only seen it once, and that was last year. And it's so funny because I don't even remember seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they're going to have a 200... Straight away, they're gonna have a uh, 150, 100, 100 hurdles, 200 hurdles, and I, I don't think they're doing 150 hurdles. So they're gonna have, uh, I think those are the main um, objectives. And then on the May 19th, they're gonna have a lot of the regular track meets. Mm-hmm. So a lot more long distance, maybe a 400, some 800s, 15s, stuff like that.
0: What's What's been like the weirdest place you've run? I mean, because it's, it's not your typical setting. You're in the middle of the no. street in Boston and it's they made a track just for this one day. Outside of that, like, what's the weirdest place we have run? Or the most interesting to you? Yeah, it's it's a, usually just been regular tracks, right?
1: Yeah, it's usually been... Indoors is probably where you get the most unusual places. I know in Virginia they made a track out of what used to be a magnet f- um, factory, and there was literally, literally a pole down the middle of the track where they just didn't put a lane. Really? Yeah, so everybody just runs around the <laughs> pole because that's just how
0: the, place is, the facility is set up. That's weird. Um, so before the boost games, you're going to, I guess, op- uh, I guess you already opened up your season. I did, yeah. What's the game plan from here?
1: So we're, uh, next... Um April 28th, so the same time it's been relayed is we have a meet in Claremont, Florida, mm-hmm. where I'll be running another 100. My coach is super excited to have me run another 100. <laughs> and I'm super excited, too, because I want to see if we can get a legal time. Yeah. And then I'll be shipped off to Doha. Um, and I believe that's the, tw- it's the first weekend in May. I mm-hmm. think it's the 4th that I'll be running there. And um, I'll be doing a 200, so my debut 200 for the
0: season. Yeah, after you popped that fast time last year in the 200, mm-hmm. How have you kind of adjusted goals for for this year?
1: Uh, Truthfully, I think the goals is kind of the same. Yeah. Um, I did really well opening up last year. This year has been going even better. I feel a lot stronger. Um, Last year I had a hamstring issues that actually took me out in the same time around. Mm -hmm. But I feel that we're way more prepared, Um, strengthen my hamstrings a lot, strengthen my body a lot. Um, Everybody who sees me now is like, oh, you look so much stronger. I was like. I do. <laughs> have you seen my brother?
0: <laughs> he looks like a giant, and he's my
1: younger brother. <laughs> but I feel a lot more prepared for this season, and I'm really excited to get on the track.
0: What's that strength work like? comprised of? Like the, I mean, if people are looking at you yeah. and, and saying you look stronger, what is what have you been doing, I guess, in the offseason that has helped that?
1: So I haven't got taller, yeah. even though I wish I did. <laughs> but um, I would say that I look a lot more lean and sh- uh, my muscles are getting bigger and they're developing. Of course, I was went from 18 in high school for so two years now, and I'm 20 and I still have a whole bunch of more room to grow. Yeah, but my muscles are definitely getting stronger and they're developing more. We, I can handle a lot more weight, but at the same time, I won't touch my max mm-hmm. maybe once a year, because it's just to figure out all right this is how high I can go. So let's keep it in percentages of 80 and 60. Yeah. Cuz as a track runner you don't want to you don't want to max out a lot. You're not trying to over you're not trying to gain a new max every time you lift. Right. Cuz that's not really how we gain muscle. If you become too big, you just you're creating weight. You're creating it's going to be harder for you to run. More weight you got to carry instead of speed. So you're trying to find that balance in between strength and speed.
0: Yeah. And so is there anyone cuz you're uh, you're a taller guy? for Some of these sprinters, uh, some of them, <laughs> yeah. Some of them, do you is there because I mean, if you look at a guy like Bolts, he's like the tallest guy. Oh, uh, yeah, whose body, like, do you kind of like try to look at and be like, okay, I think that's the that's maybe the form I'm going for?
1: So, there's um, Alonzo Edwards in our group, mm-hmm. he is also an Indias runner, 200 runner, and I believe his PR is 19.8. And we have very similar body types, and where he's a little taller than me, so I think he's about maybe six feet, and I'm about five eleven. So, looking at his body is around where I think that when I hit my uh, maturity, when I finally stop growing, I think that's around where I'm gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a little bigger than me. He pushes a little more weight. His max is a, like a little closer to my brother's max, but I feel, and he's not too heavy. I mean, I think he said he's around 170, Mm -hmm. and I'm 160. So I think with a little bit more time, that's around where I'll be.
0: So after one full, I guess, or your first professional season, which was cut short due to injury. Yeah. uh, What were, I guess, you're super young, and you turn professional. You realize professional runners, you know, they they have to hit the track. They go to the weight room. Then after that, you just got to fill your time with, like, just doing things, finding hobbies. It's like what what were, what were at first like what were you getting into then you get injured and you have more free time like it's like you were oh, yeah. just hit with a ton of free time after a year
1: yeah for a while i wasn't doing anything i'd actually go to the track with my brother and i coach would say yep just walk the track and i'd walk about six laps and i'm like gosh this is boring <laughs> <laughs> so i actually got back into my art um i've always been really into art ever mm-hmm. since i was young so around 5 i've been drawing pictures And, you know, your mom put your pictures up and she'd be like, oh, this is really good. And you're like, oh, thank you. And you're like, oh, yeah, my mom thinks my art is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it actually started to become a hobby, a love. I actually went to school in middle school. I went to a special art school that focused a lot on um, just drawing and painting. Um, We did. My parents ended up divorcing and I went with my mom, so I had to leave the school. But art has always been really big in my life.
0: Yeah, it's all over your Instagram with the shoe designs and everything. Yeah, uh, I guess like have have you gotten like your foot in the door? I, I've seen you do some stuff with like Adidas and trying to like collaborate with like yeah. some of your bringing some of your ideas and some of your art to like their I guess like I guess innovation side exactly. of things. And so I guess what's your what's your hope down the line to of getting involved with them?
1: True for me, I I'd love to get involved. I I've been to their base a few times in Portland. And um, they have a factory um, in New York that I've also been to. And it's truthfully everything I do at home times 10. You know, they design the clothing, and then they have the sewing machines right next to each other, so they just get up and go create exactly what they just <laughs> drew. I mean, that, that that's, that's something I would, I would love to do. And all most of these creators are, are runners who yeah. used to run for Adidas. So it's so cool that you could just... Like transition right in from running to design, and
0: I would actually love to do something like that. Is there obviously running shoes are always popular, but is there a shoe you'd like to design in another sport that and and see one athlete wear? Who would it be, and I guess like what what sport?
1: I'm a fan of football cleats. Yeah, they they're big, but they're also skinny, and they come up high, so it gives a lot more canvas to draw on and paint on. And then the way that they make them look is a lot easier. You know, I always tell, um, I'm always saying to these creators, hey, guys, you have great designs on these football cleats and these soccer cleats. Yo, why don't you just, just put that up yeah, right up in the edge right. of the track? <laughs> I'm, you know, you, you're trying to get the, the younger generation up into the, this creative field, like here to yeah. create. That is creativity at its best.
0: Yeah, NFL does a great job with it because they have like what the pregame cleats are always everyone comes yeah. out with something crazy. Imagine that if you just go hit the warm-up track with just like some random crazy shoes and then all of a sudden your spikes might be different from exactly. like, but the warm-up should that's a, uh, that's a good idea actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the first purchase you made when you signed your pro contract? Like your first big purchase. You're like, uh, I'm a ball out on this. <laughs> so this is actually really funny. Uh It wasn't a
1: ball out. It was more like I needed it. I needed a car. So I went and bought a car. I actually got um, the car I have now is a BMW 430i convertible, convertible all white. And I love that car. (laughs) But when I bought the car, I didn't have a driver's license (laughs) or a permit. My brother had his license and he test drove the car for me.
0: Wow! <laughs> I didn't
1: get my license till about three months later. Yeah, yeah. So for a long time, I couldn't drive my own car.
0: <laughs> no, that's totally fair. I understand because I didn't get my license till I was 21. I'm from New York, and so it's like oh, we yeah. take the subway everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, get it. And, and then ever since, like, I've still barely driven around, but. No, I feel your pain with, like, getting your license late. I was actually taking yeah. driver's ed classes while I was in, like, my senior year of college, and, like, the car would park outside my dorm, yeah. and then, like, people would be looking. It's like, who's who's taking driver's ed? Right and I'd be like, can we, like, move the car, like, down one <laughs> block and do this? But, like, the, like, just, just get like, in yeah, quietly. Exactly, yeah, just covering <laughs> my face. Um, who's the one person... You wanna? I guess like you've gotten a chance to to race Bolt, right? In the past? Uh no, I haven't gotten. You didn't? A chance. No. So, so I've, met, I've met him. Yeah, you've met him, but in the doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you'd have. So what was that? What was that like? I guess so your so interaction with him in the, in the doctor's office.
1: It was very quick. Yeah. Very short. It was just like a high greeting. Um, so I got injured with my hamstring, and they took me to this really well-known doctor in Germany mm-hmm. who specializes in tears and stuff like that. And I'm doing like my third session with him. And I come out and I just see Usain Bolt just sitting over there. In the I'm waiting just, room? Yeah, in the <laughs> waiting room. And I'm just like, I, I literally in the doctor's office, he has this sign spiced by Usain Bolt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Usain Bolt comes here. I didn't expect to see him that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I was a, like, a little shocked. And I was just like, ah, this this is a cool guy, but I'm not really influenced by like, like idols are kind of like something that I don't really think of. I That's like right, think yeah, of them more. About like, yeah, it's more of like a respect thing. Mm-hmm. So I actually respect him a whole lot because I love his characters, characteristic on the track, off the track, and it's just like. I don't really know how to greet him because he doesn't look so happy to be in the doctor's oh. office.
0: <laughs> this look, the way I'm picturing it, it looks like a commercial to me where it's just like that, that could easily be just like the hilarious starts of a commercial. Just like coming out of a doctor's office and you see Usain Bolt, he's probably got like a magazine like that's been on the table for so long. Yeah, uh, <laughs> That's such a funny image to have. So you didn't you didn't say anything?
1: No, I went up there and I introduced myself and I was like, uh, I hope we get better. Can't wait to see you in the uh, world championships because world championships was about three months out Mm -hmm. two two or three months out because they had it a little late last year yeah so I was just like yeah I hope you get better by then do you know who you were I I don't think he knew who I was yeah (laughs) I mean he might have realized it later but I don't think he knew who I was at that point
0: (laughs) how often do you come across that where it's because, like if you told him your PRs maybe he would have believed he probably would have believed you but if if you come across because you look fairly young and you maybe to someone who if you You Say you're at Florida Relays, and you're on the line to the bathroom or something like that, and someone came up to you and said, like, oh, it's like, what are your PRs or something like that. If you told them, like, how often do you come across an interaction where they don't believe you because it's that fast?
1: I don't think I've ever had them where they didn't believe me. They usually believe me, or they already know, and I'm more shocked that they know who I am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I've been to a ton of places, and they're like, oh, you're Noah Lyles. I'm like... You know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the high schooler who just like came on the circuit and I remember I went to the uh Olympic trials and they like they knew of me. Yeah and then they were starting to put faces to names and they were like I heard my coach was in the back and he was watching our race and they were like that's that high schooler that's kicking everybody's
0: butt. <laughs> what do you think he's going to run today? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that makes me feel really cool. <laughs> I want to go back to the point you made about, like, uh, respecting, like, the idols and stuff. So it's like, who did, what, when did that switch kind of go off where you went from being a fan and having some of these people mm-hmm. you looked up to, and who were some of these people, and to, this is my competitor now, like, I'll respect him on, on the starting line, but it's a mm-hmm. race, and, like, this is business.
1: Yeah, so I grew up... My parents were both track runners. My mm-hmm. dad actually ran for Adidas. They, mom and dad both went to the Seton Hall, and my mom is actually getting inducted to the Seton Hall Hall of Fame awesome. uh, this coming up month, is really cool for us. But um, we were always around Olympians, and just being around them, it kind of gave you that feeling like, oh, these are normal people. Yeah. Like, I see them eat, sleep, be tired. These are, like, just the same as me. And we had, like... Uh, Gerald um, Clark, who actually is like four, five-time Olympian mm-hmm. actually, and she just had the American record in the 800 until Aj broke it last year. Um, she we call her Aunt, Auntie Gerald. <laughs> yeah. and it's like these are just like almost like family members. So. Now, hearing Olympian, when you go over into the track, well, it's like, oh, yeah, I know a few Olympians, too. It's yeah. like, you're not so special. <laughs> so it, it's almost like, I respect you for being an Olymp- Olympian, but I'm on the same path. I'm trying to be just as great as you. And if I'm thinking that it's such a high achievement, then I'm just going to be, I'm, uh, I'm not going to be able to get to it. Yeah because if you put something too high it's almost like you're scared to go out and take that leap.
0: Track is 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 a sport that's like that where the stars are pretty like normalized and tame. They can walk down the streets and like the fastest like the world leader and, you know, maybe like the 400 could walk around the mm-hmm. street and no one will recognize him. Um is it, uh, it the only exception I guess or maybe a handful of athletes and the big one was obviously Bolt. And yeah. so I feel like you're going to get this question a lot, I'm sure, when it comes to meets throughout this year and maybe in the next couple of years. Um, but like how how are you feeling about Bolt's retirement? Because it's like everyone's saying is was it it was it's bad because everyone's now always getting asked this at the same time he's showing up to races still and he's kind of like an ambassador and it's good to have him around. Is it yeah, like what what's the mixed feeling as a young guy trying to, you know, help carry at least US yeah. sprinting going forward?
1: I think that he did he did his retirement really well. I would have stopped after the Olympics, but I'm, I can understand that he's – I think he's had a really good connection with London. Yeah. How he really likes that meet. So, yeah, I'd actually – if I had something like that, I'd want to go and run my last um, race there too. But I feel like he did it really well. You know, he went out on top. A lot of people will come and they'll stay, and all of a sudden they're getting beat, and then they're just – remembered as that old person who yeah. was getting beat at the end by these young guys. It gets sad sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and I feel that he made such an influence on the younger generation as they were coming up, Andre DeGrasse, and, you know, you have Coleman now, and he was able to, you know, probably give him that respect, you know, where he wasn't getting beat, but he was still having that younger generation get know that they were coming in, and they were just going to be just as fast, if not faster, than um his generation, and he's staying in the sport, which I feel that a lot of people should. Because I know in a uh, U.S. track and field, our organization is, um, they're a lot older. It's yeah. organized by a lot older people. And I feel that the younger people don't stay. But I feel that each generation should be able to keep passing on the torch. Yeah. So I have—I actually feel that Usain Bolt is doing it right.
0: Yeah. What's, uh, I guess, like, is there an SMR, would it be? Like a really cool relay where you get like the best of like the young stars right now like what kind of relay could we put you christian coleman um and some of the other like us stars like what's your is it it's probably like a four by one like what's your yeah, dream four, four, four by, by one right now
1: so the dream four by one so it'd probably be me christian coleman ronnie baker and trayvon bromell
0: this, that could have world record potential.
1: It definitely can. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I remember. I was just talking to Trayvon Bromel a few um, months ago about that. Uh, I really love to see that relay come to fruition.
0: Yeah, is there a group chat that all the Spurs have that like the fans should know about? Where it's like, oh yeah, it's like there's a it's, a, it's the world's fastest group chat. You just don't know it.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is. I'm just not on it. <laughs> 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 like I'm pretty like I know at World Championships they have everybody get on a group chat and then some people will stay on it after that cuz I've been on a decent amount of US teams
0: but if there is I'm yeah I'm just not on that chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh for going back to the point about like idols and like and some of the and the people you have respect for it, but does it translate to to other sports too cuz like I, if you do you have Athletes that you idolize in, in other sports like Liz LeBron James, just like
1: I I actually have a lot of respect for LeBron James mm-hmm. because it's very interesting to see human behavior. Yeah. They will love you on the come up. We go back to LeBron James with the Heat, you know, the Heat weren't doing so well and he just made them rise up and all of a sudden they were getting wins and he goes comes back to Cleveland and he's like, I'm gonna get you that medal and everybody's just like loving him. And then the underdog came. Yeah. And he, at first, he was the underdog, and now a new underdog comes, and that's, um, oh gosh, I forgot his name with um, the Golden State, yeah, and yeah. with um, all of them, and they were the underdogs, and they came and they took that from him. And now they're all saying that oh, LeBron is, he's too good, he needs to be beat. <laughs> so it's so interesting to see somebody's point of view go from you're the underdog, you should be winning, to you've been winning too long. Yeah, why what? Decides on what you've been winning too long. And what's the difference between LeBron James winning too long and Usain Bolt winning too long?
0: Yeah. Or like a Tom Brady, too. Yeah,
1: it's Exactly, with Tom Brady, the same thing. Yeah. So it's, it's always a, almost a respect thing because, you know, once you get to the top and you're continuing winning, people are going to start. They're really not going to like you anymore if you win too much. Yeah. So you just it's a mental thing that you got to learn a new way to motivate yourself. That you're not the hero anymore. Sometimes they're gonna put you as the villain. Right. So I always have a respect for how they just change their mental uh, mindset on that. And I hope they, one day that I can get to that point in time too.
0: You think track needs a little bit of like, like cause it's like, we see a lot of guys where it's, you know, guys going head to head. And it's very patriotic sometimes. It's like if you're from the US, you're gonna root for, you know, a US the runner. US guy. <laughs> We don't really have, like, the narrative so much of, you know, heroes and villains. Like, is is that?
1: Well, you see it sometimes. They A lot of times um, they'll try to create rival- rivalries. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, Michael Norman. Yeah, well, that's it, right. Yeah, me, we were supposedly rivals. Michael Norman is one of the nicest guys <laughs> I have ever met. We have never <laughs> disliked each yeah. other. But we love to run with each other or run against each other. But they would always put it as, "Oh yeah, who's gonna win? This is about we've been waiting to see forever." You know, like that rivalry, yeah. or they'll put Justin Gatlin and Usain Bolt as a rivalry. And then before Justin Gatlin, there was Tyson Gay and Usain Bolt, a rivalry. It's like they sometimes they it's a the media hype, but yeah, it, like it between is.
0: the athletes, it's never really it's never really the, the
1: dislike.
0: You yeah, should, you should. Try the tr- trash talk. So alongside.
1: you know what? <laughs> In our group, our group, our 400 group is really close to each other. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? To get some attention on this 400, we're going to trash talk each other on Twitter. And it's a really good idea. It's just how much will how how far can you go with the trash talk? Yeah, when, it?
0: yeah. When did someone like take it too, too far? Personal? Yeah, yeah. And it's like whoa, that wouldn't hurt. Yeah, it's like whoa.
1: <laughs> I actually felt that in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember actually that at USA um, indoors trials, they um, Omar Omar Craddock and um, Will Clay. We're actually trash-talking each other on purpose to get yeah. everybody more interested in the triple jump. And yeah. I thought it was a great idea, and it was actually pretty hilarious to
0: watch. <laughs> yeah, so we should look out for some more of that, I think, like during outdoor season. Br- yeah, I- bring it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you didn't get to, to race Bolt, but is there, is there any point... I guess growing up, where you kind of envisioned like what how that race would have pl- planned out? Obviously, you cross beating it, probably. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: you if you can't imagine yourself beating him in your head, then you're not going to do it in real life. So I, yeah, of course I've done that. You know I mean? If I my plan would be if I want to beat him, I have to get out. Unfortunately, I'm not a good starter. <laughs> so well, my whole life I, in track and field, I've been working on my start. So each year it gets better and better. And I remember talking to my coach a few weeks ago. was like how long does it take to get a really good start? Yeah. And he, unfortunately he hit me with the answer that some people never get a really good start.
0: Oh, both, yeah, both took him a while.
1: It yeah. took, yeah, it still really, time. I
0: guess, never really it, got the A plus start. He it, would get away with winning sometimes. with like a B.
1: Yeah. So the goal at that point is if you're not a really good starter, is how consistent can you be and how close can you be with everybody else? Mm-hmm. So, it's more my goal is now to be in the mix because I know as soon as I get upright and running, I'm going to take off.
0: Yeah. What's the best race you've had so far, you think, in your opinion? I mean, um, PR, P, PRs sometimes say one thing, but other times you, you can come off a race feeling like, you know what, I had a little bit extra there.
1: Yeah. I'd definitely say my best race was Shanghai. So with my PR of 1990, I feel that I got out well. I've handled the turn the best I've ever had. I actually didn't used to be a turn runner. And now I get questions like, how do you run a turn? You run such a great turn. I was like, I used to be a horrible turn runner. (laughs) Like, you wouldn't see me in the race until we got to the straightaway. Because I'd be so far back. (laughs) And now my turn is a lot better. And that makes it so much easier for me to just now open up on the straightaway and just run away
0: with it. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about Shanghai and like the experience that you had. I guess in the in the lead up around the race, yeah. like obviously, is, was that your first international meet as a pro? Mm,
1: what? No, we went to the World Relays. Oh yeah, yeah. A week before that,
0: World Relays is kind of similar. I'm I'm trying to think like what like Shanghai is totally different from like anywhere like well, obviously like the United well, yeah, States well, or Europe. I've People been don't actually speak been, language out there. Yeah,
1: I've been to China. I've been out of the country multiple times yeah, yeah. Yeah, with all the U.S. teams. And that was my second time going to China. So I was, it was almost like a familiar feeling mm-hmm. to where I knew I wasn't going to know a lot of language. I was just going to stay in the hotel most of the time. <laughs> so I basically stayed in the hotel, ate the food that they were serving us. And it was really interesting because in the cafeteria, they'd always show um, the previous Diamond League there or the Diamond League that just happened. So I think mm-hmm. it was Doha. So they just had that on repeat. And um my roommate ended up being um gosh, I I am stuck on names today.
0: Who is it? Uh
1: he's a long jumper, uh Jerry and Lawson.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah and we've actually been we're just roommates the week before at the World Relays. And we I got him into 13 Reasons Why. Oh you did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so we were just like You guys didn't cry it. together, did you? No. No. <laughs> I've already watched it, so he was re he was like finishing it up by the time oh, we got no. there. And then we started watching some weird show. I don't it wasn't pretty little liars. It was but it's something <laughs> like that. And we got really into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we cuz we were there for a week. <laughs> so we're just over here on the bed <laughs> Uh, jet lagged watching this weird random show with all this drama <laughs> talking to the characters like what's wrong with you
0: yeah that's stupid <laughs> i can't believe you caught him at like the time where it was like the end of 13 reasons why that's when yeah. it gets so, 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 so heavy see i got
1: him on it so i started him the week before and by the time he <laughs> ended we saw each other again he was finishing it up and he was just like no i know wow and i was just like yes <laughs> yeah you, you know exactly what's going on
0: oh man so what other shows do you watch, I guess, on Netflix?
1: Uh, Netflix. I just finished a show. I can't remember the name for the life of me. It has this weird name. But it's about this man where it's in the future and they have memory chips in the back of the neck so they can switch bodies.
0: Hmm, I haven't heard of this one. Yeah. And they're Is like, call like black, it's, it's not Black Mirror, right? It's not Black Mirror. Black Mirror but it has a
1: deep. black. It kind of has a Black Mirror feeling because it was, got really deep. Yeah. So, of course, the rich people. Um, can pay for bodies like multiple bodies made, and this rich guy took this terrorist out of um, like jail, I guess, mm-hmm. where they put you in a deep sleep, and he came back, and he was like, "I need you to figure out who killed me," and it ended up he like suicided, but there was a lot of you just
0: spoiled the show for everyone who's
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. That's actually not the main part of the oh, show. Okay, all right, it's a gets a lot deeper. I was about to say that wasn't even the main point. In the- <laughs> The main point is, it's a lot about war and love and, you know, sacrifice and stuff like that. And I was like deep into that. Yeah. But um, besides that, I'm on a lighter note, I watch The Office every day. Oh, same here. <laughs>
0: Would you have a favorite episode?
1: My favorite episode is when Dwight starts the fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's like, because that's the intro at the very beginning. Well, so the whole it's a yeah. whole episode, but the first yeah. three minutes of that-
1: Is just... just pure hilarious. Yeah. He sets the fire- Everybody's panicking. Uh, what's well, today's throwing up the cat. Oscar's oh, trying yeah. to escape through the uh, the ceiling, and then the lady comes in to show everybody uh, CPR. And the mask he's, fit yes, and, and he takes off the mask, and, he's, and he starts doing the uh, Hannibal Lecter act. <laughs> and then they're sitting back in the office. Why did you cut the mask <laughs> off of the dummy? Truthfully. I didn't think it was believable. <laughs> I was very shocked to find out it is very horrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's an A plus episode for sure. Um, I just wa- I just read a whole article. It was about the history of they did. They talked to all the actors of the dinner party episode. The one where.
1: Um, oh yes, yes, with uh, when with Michael that. invites Jim and Pam, and yep. then these uh, like uh,
0: to the dinner at Jan's place. Yes, yeah. Yes. And I was, they were talking about how like he has the little TV. That's yeah, on the, the wall. little plasma screen. He's it like, it's a plasma. And then he's uh, like, <laughs> and if you need to move it, and he just moves it, and it only goes like one yes. inch. Yes, like, <laughs> that's that's definitely one of the hardest uh, hardest I've laughed like watching watching that show. <laughs> that show, it's just it's it's incredible. Did you have you seen uh, that movie? What's the movie with uh, the guy who plays Jim right now? Oh, it's quiet uh, uh, the Quiet Place. Have you watched it yet?
1: I haven't watched it. I'm not into horror movies. You're not. Okay. My brother watched it and he said it wasn't good. <laughs>
0: uh yeah. So it, it's got like ninety nine percent on like Rotten Tomatoes and all that, like for like the one of the best rated movies. But it's just I saw it and I was like, yeah, it's it all right. Like I don't yeah, see the you, hype. You never saw
1: that. like a, a reason for you to go see it again, or
0: exactly. And yeah. it's like I, I can't stop looking at the movie and be like, well, it's Jim. Like I'm waiting. Yeah, for yeah. Make, that's exactly. Jim. Him. I'm like I'm waiting for him to make the face. Like yeah. make to the one where
1: he make the He looks at the camera. and gives the face. <laughs>
0: I was waiting for that the entire time. <laughs> um, wow. We'll be we straight off right into to TV shows here. Yeah. Um, so I guess so we we're talking about China, and mm-hmm. I guess that's how you kill time. Is there any place in the world that you want to race? Like, I guess, like, what's... I yeah. cannot
1: wait to go to Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. I have actually... I'm a huge anime manga fan, and I feel that a lot of sprinters in my group are as well. Mm-hmm. But, gosh, I have been waiting to go to Tokyo for a long time, and... When I go there, I feel like I'm going to actually stay maybe a week after just yeah. so I can actually enjoy the culture. Cause I've, and um, we're talking 2020, right? Yeah. 2020. You don't want to go before that? I might go before that, um, but there aren't too many meets there. Yeah, I don't but, think
0: so. That's what I was going to say. But
1: I know of, I've heard of one meet there that they have every so often, so I might try to get there. Before.
0: Have you been to Japan yet? Or in-
1: no, I haven't gone to Japan at all, but... Um, like I say, I'm always reading manga, so I always hear, like, these cities, they talk about manga and anime. And I'm just like, I I really want to go
0: there. Yeah. I feel like
1: the culture is similar, but also way different. Yeah. And I just I just want to experience that.
0: <laughs> I like how I caught it. You said not if I go to Tokyo. You said when. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the confidence. I like, guess, how important is it for you to have confidence like that in, in a goal as big as... I'm going to compete at the Olympics. It's when, not if. So,
1: last year or two years ago in 2016, I missed by one spot. And I truthfully think that was just because of age difference. You know, my body probably just couldn't handle going that fast that many times. And I actually ended up PRing in the last race. Mm-hmm. So, I know my body's strong enough. It's just, it wasn't my time yet. But I'm very confident. In uh, the program I'm in right now, my weightlifting coach is—he knows he's very knowledgeable. He's always learning more about track, and I—we're always talking about this is not a program for one or two years. This is a ten-year program. I'm trying to get you ready for 2020, but not even 2020. I'm more excited about what you're going to do in 2028.
0: Really? That in advance?
1: Yeah, that's that—that's how he thinks. That's how my coach thinks. Like,
0: how old will you be in 2028? Have you done that? <laughs> I think
1: I'll be around 29 or 30.
0: Wow, peak. That's yeah, possibly your peak. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in a home crowd. That's in LA. exactly
1: LA. Like by 2028, I I want to be a big name. Yeah. I want to <laughs> be close to getting to a household name. I want the ch- the fans to come out and just like roar for the US. Yeah. Like I can't wait to experience something like that.
0: Yeah, that's, I didn't even think like that far ahead because you're skipping over Paris 2024.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course I'm going to go there. there. (laughs) I'll snag a few medals there, but like, (laughs) just truthfully, if you're only thinking about the small things, it's it's easy to think that that's too far away Mm -hmm. or you won't have a plan for that. And of course it's critical to think about the details, but when you're making a life plan, I think it's, safe to say that you should make a plan for all the way out there.
0: Definitely. All right, so I have three questions I ask every guest of all mine, right. and this is how we close out the show. First one is, uh, I don't know how many, how often sprinters go on it, but what's the meanest thing you've read about yourself on letsrun.com?
1: I don't think I've been on Let's
0: letsrun.com. Yeah, see, it's more for distance <laughs> runners, But it's like, all right, so what's the meanest thing anyone's ever tweeted you?
1: <laughs> I'm... I think it's because I'm really early in my career that I don't get a lot of mean stuff. Really? I, I think more of the stuff is just like it's just like something that a comment that they'll say that I feel that's just like you don't need to ask that. <laughs> like, so I actually um, recently I did a Q and A with Lipsit, and I got a lot of weird questions on there. One person asked me what my net worth was. Really? <laughs> and what my I predicted would be in 2022.
0: That's that's interesting.
1: Uh uh-huh. I responded with enough to ball out the grocery store.
0: That's a great answer. That's a safe answer. It's not, not like limiting yourself to anything. Yeah. Have you because that's a easy thing you can Google. Uh, it, like when when it comes to like celebrities, you can Google a name and it'll just be it'll always fill in like on it'll come up as like suggested searches and there's always like if you plugged in like Steve Carell, it'll be a Steve Carell yeah. first thing is always wife and then it's like <laughs> Steve Carell net worth. Uh so have you googled your name, and then does net worth come up there yet or no?
1: I don't think it comes up there.
0: But have you tried searching? It's like, oh, what's, uh, I, what, what, do the, what does the internet think my net worth?
1: is? I, I haven't even tried. I've googled <laughs> let's, my name hundreds of times. Right, yeah, gonna let's, gonna, do let's
0: do it. Let's do it right now. All right, so we're gonna search No Lyle's net worth and see what comes up.
1: I'm actually very interested to see this. If they know anything,
0: sometimes they could be way off or like be like, "Where are you getting this?" <laughs> Net worth, it does come up like if once I start okay. plugging it in, it's filling in things there. Uh, let's see, there's no one, there's no article that has like a guess, yeah. A lot of, a lot of track runners. Art- well, I guess like a another- lot of track
1: runners actually kind of keep their um, oh, yeah, the finance the money, their finances kind of secret,
0: yeah. And, and like people always also search for Michael Norman, oh, yeah, Sydney of course. Cindy McLaughlin. Trayvon Brumel Usain Bolt. So you're in good company there. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm surprised my brother's not up there. But he's a 400 runner, so. Yeah, it'll
0: probably, be like, I, I think both of you guys come up pretty often. What's oh, yeah. Has there ever been a, a point where you guys did, like, the, the twin swap, where it's like, I'm going to go to class as you, and you're going to go to we class? We don't look mid? that much alike. No? <laughs> no. You but, can get away with it. At, at no. no point in age?
1: Well, for a long time, I was a lot taller than him. And then when we got to middle school, he just hit a growth spurt and passed (laughs) me.
0: And it's been over ever since? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so second question I always ask every guest. If you could go on a run, obviously it's a lot of distance runners get the question asked. If you could go on a run anywhere in the world with anyone from history, from TV, it could be someone within the sport, although a lot of people go with non-runners or non-athletes, who would it be and where would the run take place? Hmm, this is a good one. Yeah, Uh, there's been some creative answers for sure. If I go anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the world.
1: Truthfully, I don't want to go back to D.C. when the cherry blossoms are
0: blooming. Who would I want to run with? Uh, At this time of year. just started, I think, like two weeks ago, right? The cherry blossoms?
1: Yeah, it's around the time that the cherry blossoms should be blooming. And who would (sighs) be? Gosh, this is a hard one. (laughs) I never thought about people I run with because... I don't know. Again, going back to the idols thing, it's just yeah. like not something that... What about like would... a
0: celebrity or someone you want to just like talk to for like, yeah, I want to pick your brand. I got a couple questions to ask. Okay,
1: me. that'd be Barack Obama. Yeah, that's I've, a great answer. I'd actually legit... I've had multiple times where I've been very close to meeting him. Yeah, and, and what happens? Never, it just never falls through.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Last one I've got, and this one you can probably have some fun with. It doesn't It doesn't have anything to do with running. Okay. And every, every guest gets in. It, it's always an interesting <laughs> mix. You get 25 shots from half court, right? If you make one, you win $25 million. If you make none, you go to jail for 25 years. Would you attempt the shots?
1: No, I'm not a risk taker. Really? You can see that in my running. My mom says it all the time. <laughs> my brother is a huge risk taker. He will get out like a gun, and he will die at the end if he gets out too hard. Yeah. I will get out normally, and I'll take all my risk at the end of the race.
0: Yeah, it's twenty five million dollars is not enough to give up your freedom. Like if you miss miss all twenty five,
1: exactly. That's like, it's I over. mean, like twenty five is not as much as you think. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can, yeah, like you said. I guess if net worth would help. That would help the net worth. It question.
1: definitely <laughs> helped the net worth, and it's just like. If you you're not practicing the shot. You've never practiced the shot. Like maybe you did a few times with your friends, but these are like random shots. That well, you that's what done, I huh? that's
0: what someone finally came back to me and asked me the questions like, do I get time to practice? Like if I if I could put in a month or like a month or two of practicing half court shots. Oh
1: yeah, I'd definitely take that then. Then
0: you would take it if you got <laughs> yeah, to practice. It'd
1: be there'd be a lot more logic to me to it to me then. Yeah.
0: But if you went cold right now,
1: no <sighs> way. No, I haven't touched the basketball in a year now. Can you dunk? I used to be able to. I don't even know if I can anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I can still backflip though.
0: (laughs) What do you think is cooler? I guess, uh, like, if you told someone it's like, yeah, I can run the hundred in under ten seconds, or I could dunk a basketball. It's got to be the hundred seconds, right? But
1: some people might be. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. Americans are not very big into track and field. I know, but saying you can dunk trumps everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you really think like? Yeah, if you're hanging out with a couple of people, I guess I was about to say, if you're at a bar, but you're not even 21 yet.
1: Yeah, well, I'll put it to you like this. I used to be a high jumper, and I've jumped 6'8 before. I used to tell them, yeah, I can jump 6'8. So what, what does that mean? So can you dunk a basketball? <sighs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I can dunk a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think of it as the way it's like you see someone like Steph Curry and it's like I could, I could jump over him. Like they, I feel like if you put I, it I that have... way to people...
1: Yeah, and sometimes you can still point to them like that and they'll just be like, I don't believe you. So you can dunk a basketball.
0: Yeah, obviously. Yes. Exactly. And
1: kind of comes with the <laughs> I can jump over your dad plus you.
0: <laughs> there we go. Um so we'll see you at the Boston Boost games. Yes. Uh 100 r- racing the 150. The 150. Yeah. What's the world record in that?
1: I think Tyson Gay might have it.
0: Yeah. I'm not not, not sure about that, so don't quote me on that one. I
1: think somebody said it's around 14 seconds. Yeah. So it's pretty fast.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck if you try and go for that. (laughs) (laughs) I try to go for every record. (laughs) (laughs) All right, no lies. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you. No problem. Many thanks to Noah for taking the time to do that interview. Um, Check him out at the Boston Boost Games, May 19th, May 20th. May 19th, I believe, is the regular meet, and then May 20th is the street meet. Really innovative stuff uh, and creative ways to make the sport entertaining for uh, new fans and regular fans, I guess. It's not every day you get to see a 150 or you get to see 200-meter hurdles. Um, so it'll be pretty crazy later next month. Um, I'll try and be there, actually. So if you're in town, shoot me an email, chris at citysmack.com, or tweet at chrischavez.com. Maybe we can meet up for a beer. Um, so that does it for this episode of City Spec Podcast. Next week, we're going to have an interesting guest. Um, it's someone who is a good friend of mine, and they're chasing an Olympic trials marathon qualifier. Uh, it'll be interesting. It's about really balancing a full-time job and very ambitious uh, running goals. So look, look forward to that episode dropping around Thursday or Friday. Um, and I'm gonna I'm actually continuing to work on some more guests meeting a person for an interview uh, right after I finish posting this episode, that it'll be a very creative episode in about two or three weeks. So stay tuned for all that. Follow Sidious Mag uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Be sure to check out the site, SidiousMag.com, for all the goodies. We've got a lot of pen Relays, Drake Relays coverage from uh, Jesse Squire. So uh, look for all that on the site, and uh, remember to keep tabs on it. I've been your host, Chris Chavez, wishing you some happy and healthy running.